Have you ever turned on a podcast in a public place and started listening, only for the three dumb hosts to suddenly start talking about Wolverine's cock? Well, it might happen if you listen here. So, here's your friendly content warning that, um, we're gonna probably talk about Wolverine's cock, and we'll definitely swear a bunch. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're Aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying higher in our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to Wonderworld to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? So does anyone really like mudkips? Editor and Stowaway Steven here, I love mudkips. They were my, that was the starter I went with within that gen. You're a water starter guy, aren't you? Apparently. <laughs> I'm indifferent. I don't have anything against mudkips, but... Like, not so, necessarily anything for Mudkips either. I'm curious. Do you know the, like, 15-year-old meme that this is oh, referencing? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Um, it, it features Exhibit, right? Not that I'm aware of, but... I, I only know it featuring Exhibit. Or at least, a, like, a third third evolution of this meme of, like, I heard you like Mudkip, so I put Mudkip <laughs> in your Mudkip. <laughs> okay, that one I do not know. But this one is fascinating because, one, it made me feel incredibly old. As this is an internet meme that first started in 2005, peaking in 2008. Which means it's younger than some people that I work with. Or it's older than some people that mm-hmm. I work with. Oh, wow. We work with some young-ass folk, don't well, we? Like, if they're like 18. Yeah, no, I get this. But <laughs> it just... It's, yeah. That, that, an yeah. 18-year-old was born in 2005. Yeah. Uh, 2005, I graduated high school and went to college and was lurking 4chan at the time, so I was around for the origin of this meme. See, I uh, came in through, through DeviantArt, which is where it peaked in 2008, so I understand. I graduated in 2007. You're what, 2008? Nine, Nine? I think, if I remember correctly. I'm a little baked. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, so Mudkip being the, I want to say, third generation yes, water me. starter, Ruby and Sapphire. First released in 2003. The phrase, so I heard you like mudkips? Which, side note, holy shit, that like early 2000s internet cringe of purposely misspelling words and the origin of that just made me like die a little on the inside looking this stuff up. On a DeviantArt group named the Mudkip Club. Uh, the place, the group was founded in 2004 to share Pokemon fan art, specifically Mudkip, but others were allowed. Somewhere along the line, they started putting in, so I heard you like Mudkip, and I don't know why I always read it in that phrase, but there we have it. <laughs> one of my favorite versions. Oh, the monocle gentleman, mm-hmm. Mudkip one, yep, that's a good one. Anyways, a, uh, somewhere in two... 2005 or 2006, side note, I fucking love, I don't remember what page this is, but like the know your meme history section of people who have like, no, we really need to record this for posterity, except it's memes, so it's usually something terrible. It'll knowyourmeme.com. That's the one. It's weird when I can't find it on there. (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. Uh, Anyways, around 2005 or 2006, a copypasta story about a boy dressed as Ash Ketchum humping a plush mudkip toy began circulating 4chan because it's... 4chan. The stories reposted on 4chan, DeviantArt, PlayStation Universe forums, My Confined Space, Naruto forums, ebombsworld.com, which really take yourself back to the age. 
and Neo GAF, which I don't even know what that one is. Mm -hmm. The story was eventually added to the Copy Pasta Archive in February of 2010. So I Heard You Like Mudkip was first added to the Urban Dictionary on January 21st, 2000... No, on January 11th, 2007. Wow. And apparently there was a long debate of it's Mudkip, Mudkips, or Mudkips with a Z. I remember Mudkips with a Z. Mudkips have many Facebook fan pages, but the two largest have over 34,000 likes combined. This is just weird. This is... I love Know Your Meme. I think Mudkips are just a cute little guy, and also Swampert is a fucking baller final level. That's true. Where this first peaked and where I first found out about it was uh, April 1st, 2008, for the April Fool's Day prank, DeviantArt changed every person's avatar to a Mudkip with So You Like Mudkips. (laughs) And honestly, back in the day before DeviantArt, I mean, DeviantArt was always a trash fire, but like, back in the day, it was a pretty good Mm -hmm. social media website for art stuff and like they always would do an april fool's day joke and had gags stuff like that mudkips with a z overtook the traditional pluralized spelling in february of 2009 that might be why i remember it and then it kind of just burned itself out over time like i think deviantart putting every one of its millions of members have that avatar was really where they went all right we've won we can't have nice things anymore we've put them away (laughs) we've taken this as far as we're gonna take it yeah well yeah and I mean, these things just all die out over time. I mean, how often is Longcat referenced these days? Oh my god, I forgot about Longcat. Or uh, Badger, 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 Mushroom, Mushroom. (laughs) Yeah. You guys aren't on Tumblr. No. No. I see stuff like this fairly. Tumblr is a graveyard that just keeps giving. (laughs) (laughs) As to the actual question, Mudkip's fine. Yeah, people, of course, like people like Mudkip's. Just not everybody likes Mudkip's. I think I went with... What is it, Torchic, the Fire Revolution? Yeah, idea? Torchic is the other one that's... but And Blaziken, I never really like as much as the Final Evolution. It's a firefighting type. Trico is dope. I like Trico, but I don't like its Final Evolution of... What is it, Sep- Septile or something? Like yeah. That? It's just a straight grass type. It's pretty It's pretty good. It knows some good moves. Like, but... Of those three starters and their evolutions, I do. I guess I do also like Mudkip the best. But That was... I'm not a big Ruby and Emerald. Gen, Gen 3 is the one that I, f- like, first, like, really finished. I had played Gen 1, but I'd never had my own Game Boy at that See, point. I played Gen 1 and 2, but I didn't have a Game Boy Advance, so I fell off until yeah. years later, so when I came back, I was like, eh, I don't really give a fuck. And see, like, my first Game Boy was a Game Boy Advance, just because my family broke. My brothers had a Game Boy, so I was able to play theirs, but they were, like, their Game Boy, and I never got to actually do a full game. Yeah, you didn't get a save. Fucking... Man, I will never forget my sister saving over my, like, 400 hours in Pokemon game, because she didn't understand. <sighs> and I loaded it up, and there was, like, a two hours in Bulbasaur, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That, that makes me say good. Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with the sort of genre facts. We haven't been letting him loose enough lately, so he's just about to spew forth those facts all over us, and let's find out what they are. This phrase is why we have a content warning this season. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, we've talked a bit about this season about Fantima, arguably one of the first female superheroes. We've also talked about, uh, oh my god, uh, Madame Fatale. The first cross-dressing superhero. This one we're going to talk about today is arguably one of the first female superheroes. Definitely predates Wonder Woman. The second cross-dressing superhero of all time because she disguised herself as a man. And one of the first parody superheroes of all time. Today we'll be discussing Ma Hunkle. 
a.k.a. the original Red Tornado. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, you've both watched Young Justice. Yes. So you know who you, Red Tornado is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Red Tornado is generally known as a robot man created by Dr. Tio Morrow, who I always get confused with Professor Ivo, who is the other robot creator man. With wind powers. Generally, not heavily explained why he has wind powers, although there's some versions where he was a actual wind elemental, basically a genie that got trapped in this robot body by Dr. Tio Morrow. It doesn't make sense. Don't worry too much about it. I like that version best. Ma Hunkle. And I cannot say it not in that way. Like, it, it just has to be like a wrestler. Was a woman with a, a baggy costume and a pot over her head that punched people and hung out with the JSA. Ma Hunkle first appeared in All-American Comics 3, June 1939, which makes her predate Wonder Woman by at least two years. Nice. Although she doesn't appear as the Red Tornado until All-America Comics 20 of November 1940, which means she still predates Wonder Woman as a superhero, too. Now, at the time, All-American Comics was... The primary character was Scribbly the Boy Cartoonist. You've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I know. So, I, I, Ma Hunkle almost came up in other seasons. I love Ma Hunkle. Her granddaughter was in the Black Adam movie, Cyclone. Such a great Yeah, such it's a great, great costume. It's not, but it's great. It's, it's great in a very bad way that makes it great. She was originally created as a supporting character of Scribbly the Boy Cartoonist, who, let's see, I forgot to look this up. I hate that. Is he a cartoonist who draws boys, or is he a boy who is a cartoonist? Was he born with the name Scribbly? Is it nominative determinism? It was a guy that <laughs> grew up dreaming of being a cartoonist and was told, write what you know, so he wrote about a kid that wanted to be a cartoonist. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm looking him up here. He's, uh, he existed. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Anyways, in 1938, with the uh, skyrocketing popularity of Superman, they decided to add in more characters in uh, with superpowers, including Gary Concord, the Ultraman, who's just a shirtless dude with a fin on his head, and later the Green Lantern and the Atom. This is a company that would eventually become part of DC. What we think of as DC Comics was originally like five different companies that merged together. In the original story where Ma Hunkle becomes a superhero, Scribbly's little brother Dinky and Ma Hunkle's daughter Sisty are kidnapped and the police are unable to locate them. Scribbly tells Ma about the Green Lantern and she's inspired to don a costume and fight crime, calling herself the Red Tornado. This character is immediately popular, immediately more popular than Scribbly himself because he's Scribbly the boy cartoonist. Yeah. And by issue 23, the... I'm sorry, but like... I don't want a cartoonist who's known by Scribbly. That sounds like a bad cartoonist. <laughs> hey, Scribbly, you cartoonist. You... Scribbly sounds like the name that, like, the shitty jock would have given me. <laughs> when I Which was is in really high funny. School. I'm like, what? What's the better name for for uh, an artist, Scribbly or Jock? Jock is a great comic book artist. <laughs> it's true. With that. <laughs> There's a comic book artist that just goes by Jock. That doesn't surprise me. I think he's French, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> French Canadian. But, it, but it's not Jacques. It's Jock. Jock. J O C K. He did uh, Green Arrow Year One, which mm -hmm. is a great Green Arrow story. Anyways, by issue 23, Red Tornado was sharing billing with Scribbly. Every time. In issue 24, Dinky and Sisty joined the fight. Sisty. 
S-I-S-T-Y, not just sissy. And I'm not sure which one's worse. I'm glad it's not... Sissy? S no, I'm glad it's not C-Y-S-T-I. Sisty? <laughs> like, that's just Sisty the Cancer Girl? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the sidekick to Asbestos Man? Anyways, Dinky and Sisty join the fight against crime, calling themselves the Cyclone Twins. And then the series continued for three more years as Scribbly and the Red Tornado. These might be the worst fucking names of anything I've heard so far. Well, later on, the Tornado Tot is involved, too. That's good, by comparison. <laughs> I, you can get me with some alliteration if you, if I you really have to I don't think the Cyclone try. Twins is bad until you find out that it's Dinky and Sisty. Yeah, Cyclone Twins is fine. Dinky and Sisty. <laughs> Sisty. And Scribbles. Or Scribbly. Scribbly. No. No, these are all bad. The boy cartoonist. The boy cartoonist. <laughs> Scribbly, the boy cartoonist. Why are we doing this voice? I hate I everything about this. I just, something about it makes me feel like I should be insulting to it. The only thing I don't hate about this is Ma Uncle. Ma Uncle was surprisingly, like, hardcore, though. She was a joke because she was a woman that wore a pot over her head to fight crime. But she didn't have superpowers. She just beat the shit out of people. Like, Blind. She was just a fucking scrapper. I mean, she put little holes in the pot so she could, That's like... That's not really gonna... You're not gonna see... It's a fucking pot. It's not like it's got a heads-up display inside of it. Quoting Ron Goulart, who I don't know who that is, but here we are. Anticipating Wonder Woman, that monumental creation of William Moulton Marston, possibly even influencing it, Mayer chose a woman to be his costumed adventure, remaking the formidable Ma Uncle into the even more formidable Red Tornado. Actually, the people in the strip never knew the true sex of the tornado. They only knew that this bulky figure in the red flannels, bedroom slippers, cape, and inverted stew pot could be counted on to tackle all sorts of criminals from the biggest to the smallest. And I do mean tackle. <laughs> in 1967, they briefly revived the concept in an issue of Sugar and Spike, with both kids and little Arthur appearing at various times as Tornado Tots. In 1986, Ma Hunkle will appear again in a three-page Scribbly story by Mayer, the original creator, in DC's Secret Origins 29. And she appears in Grant Morrison's Animal Man run of in course. the limbo of characters who are, I think, Playing slots to get uh, back into mm -hmm. no, that wasn't slots. To that's a different story where people are trying to come back to life and into comics. That's, but it's uh, the the limbo for all the forgotten characters. Yeah, and they're doing yeah. like the Inferior Five and stuff. She next appears in Alex Ross's Kingdom Come, where she is upgraded to a power armor and is just hanging out. But it's still Ma Uncle. Got with the times, updated <laughs> it to a full power suit. Still probably beating the shit out of dudes. Appearing in 1998's DC Universe Holiday Bash 2 in the story I Left My Heart at the Justice Society Canteen. And she just kind of gains a reputation over time as like, I, I'm Ma Hunkle, fucking try and stop me. She is given a cameo adventure with the Justice Society, but what didn't originally join because in the original story, in her first encounter with the Justice Society, thanks to a quote-unquote humorous mishap, her pants split open and she has to leave without a chance to apply for membership. It was a parody comic. She later comes out in Justice... Not comes out. She appears again in JSA 55 in G February of 2004 that reveals that Ma's been in the Witness Protection Program since 1950. Wow. 
Green Lantern, The Flash, Hawkman, and Wildcat all track her down to tell her she can come out of hiding, as the last member of the gang against whom she testified in 1950 has died. Ma subsequently becomes caretaker of the JSA's Manhattan Museum slash headquarters. She doesn't, however, resume her crime-fighting career as the Red Tornado because she's, like, 90. Fair? It's fair. Like, I probably, probably shouldn't do that. The Cyclone Kids will appear in Young Justice as a member of Old Justice, along with Dan the Dynamite, who we talked yes. about before, trying to convince kids not to be superheroes because they're too young and irresponsible. You know, thinking about it, I think I only have one thing against Ma Hunkle, and it's that they made her, like, so completely aggro and just beating the shit out of people, and you just, <laughs> you usually don't get that from a pothead. Oh my god. I want, like, a Ma Hunkle <laughs> and Wildcat team-up story. Yes. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. <laughs> I, mostly, I'm just always any. I love Wildcat. Anytime I see him. And for the, she appears in Dark Knight's Death Metal. Yes. What? In the pages of Dark Knight's Death Metal, she's at least mentioned. Ma Hunkle is mentioned by Alan Scott to be the guardian of the first JS, uh, JSA headquarters. Her name was the password needed to get access to the Valhalla Cemetery where the fallen superheroes are entombed. It's revealed that she's died at some point as Batman later revived her with the Black Lantern Ring. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yes. That's my uncle. Uh, thank you, Snyder Capullo. <laughs> that's rad. That's super cool. Well, uh, I I guess that's it for today, folks. I'm, I'm just basking in the idea of Ma Uncle just punching people in the face. But we're taking off. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earvrm.com. E-A- that is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song, Tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. <laughs> <laughs>